What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks broadcast presented by the Prog Space. I'm your host, Dario, and with me for the first time in 2020... <laughs> Randy from Freaks. <laughs> Happy New Year, Dario. I know we have actually seen each other, but uh, first time we're on the air together. Yeah. So. Good to have you back yeah. on the air. Yeah, it was a, it was a good break, um, and I tried to... to to use the time to relax and think about the new year and stuff. So it's nice to be back and charging forward, as you've explained in previous podcasts, with new formats, trying new things. Yeah. And um, I think that's been going well. I really liked your first two episodes of the year. Thank you. Uh, that would have been the um, looking forward through 2020 at what's expected. Yeah, that was crazy. That was That was absolutely insane. Um, jumping in right there, I mean, the bands that I mentioned, I think it was 107. Wow. If I counted correctly, if my math was correct. Well, but We won't um, hold you to it. Um, uh, over the course of the last week, uh, uh, I suddenly remembered one. Um, that you forgot? Or? That I forgot when where I already read... Uh, some significant things about that album. Okay. And that album is King's X, actually. Ah. Um, they had to cancel the tour, I think, because of the medical condition yep. of uh, Jerry Gaskill, again, the drummer, yep. who's been struggling with hard stuff with a stroke. I think a couple of years ago he had a stroke and stuff. So hmm. um, I hope uh, he's on the mend. And uh, I think they want to get, get out again and and do the tour properly with the new album uh and i think i read something from doug pinnick uh bassist and singer uh that the album is totally crazy and every single song sounds different than the other oh okay. so that sounds really proggy and really interesting that'll be interesting because <clears throat> uh, i think of them as having like kind of a singular sound in a way yeah uh and so it'll be interesting to see how they how they approach the new record yeah um it, it's been yeah one two three months that that i that i read it somewhere um but yeah i don't think there's a release date yet we'll have to check back on that um that was the one thing and the other thing that came to my attention yesterday when i saw somebody sharing a teaser of some new cynic material. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> In fact, I saw that yesterday for the first time too. That there was some some yeah. buzz that maybe <clears throat> there would be a new cynic, yeah. which is nice because they seem to have like a falling out after the last European tour that they were on. And yeah, I mean, uh, Sean Ryan at the drummer is not uh, on board anymore, as uh, as okay. far as I know. Yeah. Uh, Paul Masvidal did his solo EPs last year. Yeah, I think it was three. Uh huh. And then um, he's gonna do some some live shows. Yeah, this spring um, um, he's In gonna support. play. Yeah, he's he's gonna play uh, Prognosis Festival and also support Anathema on the tour. Right, uh, along together with, with uh, Rendezvous, Rendezvous, Rendezvous Point. Point. Yeah, that was just like two days ago the, yep. or yesterday. The news uh, as well. Um, but um, yeah, the. They had this uh, humanoid single like a year ago or yep. something out of the blue and with no further info about what's happening. Um, 
But yeah, we'll see. New, yeah, it would be really exciting. New cynic, for new cynic, new cynic stuff. stuff is always exciting, and um, yeah, a really unique band in in our beloved genre. Absolutely, <laughs> one of the one of the original extreme prog metal bands. Yeah, absolutely, uh, genre defining. Totally. <laughs> and then you yeah. also uh, did uh, your first "What's Hot" a section alone yeah. solo. Yeah. Solo without Salo. <laughs> Solo without Salo. <laughs> um, and I, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed you. listening uh, to it. And uh, yeah, I, I recorded it Sunday night uh, at home, and it still feels a little bit weird. And uh, yeah, but maybe I'll get the hang of it. And and I think it's a cool thing to have this outsourced from the main thing because it takes away so much time. Yeah, and and. I mean, it's cool to watch videos together. Maybe in the future we I can like um, save two or three outstanding ones. Yeah. Be be it important ones because they're well known, and I know you like them. Or I discover something that I think you should absolutely see yeah. or hear. Maybe I can bring two or three over to our Thursday show. Yeah. In the future, we we will see. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think there's more time. There will be more time now for us to have more of a back and forth because you you bring so many new um, you know bands and projects in that I never heard of and sometimes don't know how you know don't have any yeah. way to respond yeah. to them and stuff. So I think this is a better thing. But I as I wrote in my my private Facebook post when I shared your episode, I think what you do is a real value to the community. And and I think that um, people should definitely tune into it because you kind of can't get all this information somewhere else. You really, unless you're really deep into Facebook, which is difficult, it's hard to to know all of the stuff that's coming out. So yeah. um, I feel like this is like a once a week great place to just kind of listen to you, like explain everything, and then people will pick up on the stuff that they like, and then they can listen to the playlist. Yeah, that you put together, which is super important, and then discover new bands. So yeah, a, it, it could could only be, we will see uh, how this uh, plays out, and as we go along, um, it was like just short of half an hour, but also uh, of course we had uh, material uh, piled up from yeah. th like three weeks or something. So maybe in the future it's gonna be even even shorter. So yeah. really shorten like fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes. It's and, like one and, and a half cups of coffee. Yeah, and and your your morning you, routine. You you you're good to go, and you know what's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go to work and um, brag to all your friends that you're in the know about what's hot in the prog world, <laughs> because that's super cool. <laughs> all right um big day today big day today big episode big episode first uh um first regular um episode of the two of us of this year of 2020 of course we want to um tell you all about our favorites of 2019 yep um but before we do that uh we want to uh commemorate one of the biggest um prog artists uh the world has ever known yeah one of the big rock artists i would yeah. say even 
I mean, we, we we lost Neil Peart uh, last week. Uh, big big loss for for the music world in yeah, general. Absolutely. Um, and to be honest, apart from you know maybe Prince and like Bowie, I I have honestly never seen so much outpouring for an artist than I saw with with Neil. I mean, it was yeah. And I wouldn't. I mean, you know without trying to sound disrespectful i wouldn't have expected that because um you know he was in i mean rush is 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 a is a major band in the world regardless of genre yeah um but then the drummer of a band you know what i mean it's it's like uh and 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 we know that he's you know super influential and changed the course of rock drumming and stuff like that yeah. but that it's also exists on like a mainstream level that so many people acknowledge that and and remember that and have uh, and have memories of rush and like yeah. the importance of the band on their lives and it kind of made me wonder if we could ever return to a time when maybe that kind of music maybe not prog as it is now but like you know artists who clearly m can live in the pop rock world but also can bring a level of sophistication to the instrumentation yeah, and that it reach a really like mass audience. I wonder if we would ever return to that because I feel like we've gone away from that in the popular sense. But yeah, v very much so. But uh, I mean, the the music that's also like, of course a big topic, and we're we're kind of digressing from 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 the um, from paying tribute to yeah. Neil's work. Um, yeah, I think but, I'm. I am paying tribute in a way because it, right. it, it changed everything, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um, um, but the the um, the change of the music industry and what's what's popular and and the uh, digitalization of everything um, changed so much in the last ten twenty years. Yeah. Um, that um, those different listening habits also affect the way the way music is consumed and and uh the the way music can be successful i mean the 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 years of the um selling millions of albums yeah. actually copies of albums they are gone yeah. and that was like uh, recently saw so like yesterday i saw a graph of the most sold albums of course there's uh, thriller and dark side of the moon at the very yeah. top um, as always, and and nobody will reach those uh, numbers uh, ever again. And and what I think happens is that um, there there there's always gonna be like what seems to be a majority listening to the mainstream um, auto tune pop stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't really know if, if that's really the majority, that's just what, what gets played in FM radio and whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, I think there's, there's a lot of people who enjoy classical music, who, who enjoy different things, who, who may, may enjoy even rock, metal, classical and hip hop, uh, like, certainly, uh, I mean, I, I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's, uh, 
Yeah, even even though sometimes if you just turn on the radio, so to speak, and and you think, oh, the popular music these days is shit because there's only this like auto-tune crap yeah. on there. Um, I think that 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 doesn't really reflect the music world or, or what what is um, actually consumed as music attentively by a lot of people that doesn't reflect that at all yeah <laughs> i wonder if in the if like in two three hundred years from now when we're long gone if people will remember people like neil people like bowie prince and look back on them the way we maybe look back on like classical composers yeah um Whereas I think people would not have thought that in the 20th century, you know? But, I mean, if you see the effect that this has had on people, that will carry, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, uh, on yeah. generation yeah. for hundreds, hundred years, you know, just like yeah. the music of Beethoven. We don't have any recordings of Beethoven, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the music itself. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see what, what kind of music there is then and what we remember from this time. Will we yeah. remember Neil Peart or will we remember Desposito? <laughs> That's only um, time will I, tell. Yeah, but pro probably, um, probably both in 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 maybe in different uh, in different uh, circles of of people, and but and and uh, I mean there's. Like the uh, the public um, the 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 public memory in the in in the like the culture world um, might also work differently than like a public memory in a just a popular world. You you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, 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 that's kind of um uh going back to that uh um differentiation i hate about the german music uh um system that they 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 um make a clear um there's a clear difference between e music and u music like entertainment uh, no It's not entertainment. It's German. It's Ernst, so uh, serious, serious music. music like classical and maybe jazz. And U music is Unterhaltungsmusik. That's the entertainment. Yeah. And I, I don't mean it in that strict sense because um, I always feel that that these two two strict German categories they don't reflect the music world at all um, because. Uh, Uh, there's so many nuances and there's not of course there's never only black and white but uh, what we see in the prog world with so many influences from classic music from jazz fusion yeah. and everything and um, I always think well the, the public funding for cultural things is mostly oh, only for the serious stuff and I think well uh, have you ever listened to To those musicians, have you ever realized 
how good they are at their craft and at their art, kind of coming back to a singular musician and artist like uh, Neil Peart. Yeah. Um, not only uh, changed, uh, did he change the way of rock drumming, but also uh, a lot of his lyrics uh, yeah. still resonate today. Um, he was a true poet. He was uh, one of the greatest. And uh, he will be missed, but his legacy will live on in his music. Yeah, nice, Dario. We went down a rabbit hole there. <laughs> Sorry for that. We, we meant to make this uh, episode about 2019 our favorites. Yeah. And we're, we're getting to that. We're getting to that right now, I but, think. But uh, uh, yeah, this is maybe something I thought of before we started, but it's worth it's worth noting here, at least for a moment, that without Neil, maybe none of this music would have existed, you know, in a way. Yeah. You can't, you know, you, life is not a vacuum or whatever, you know, it can't exist in a vacuum or whatever, but it, 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 yeah. it certainly is owed a great yeah. deal to yeah. to him and Rush and, and yeah. So, without further ado, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the longest introductions we have, we've ever had. We're all, already <laughs> 17 minutes in. Oh, and um, but one last thing before we start, especially with this episode. I urge you to check out the Spotify playlists I'm going to compile. So, Randy, I'm going to expect a list of specific songs songs from, from each of my picks. albums. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can also do your playlist. Okay. And of course, yep. like, uh, like I did for our mid-year wrap-up, um, do separate playlists so you can check out. Yeah, great and, idea. And... Uh, See who's got the better music taste. No, I'm kidding. It's not a, it's not a competition. <laughs> Who's, whose music taste better aligns with yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, our format this uh, time around is that we want to start off with top 10 of not established artists, up and coming artists. Yeah. Artists of the future. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we can both agree that a lot of big bands released great albums this year, and it would be a shame to just highlight, you know, tried and true artists uh, who that, we expect to bring out great albums and, and, then to and who, also, who, who, who already have a lot of uh, PR and promo. Yeah. By, um, just because they are who they are. Exactly. So. <laughs> So we make us we make a separate list for them. Yes, and um, uh, I want to give a shout out to my good friend and colleague Rune, who also uh, was on the broadcast a couple of times last year, um, who said that he was not so sure if 2019 was that great of a year for new exciting music, no. because a lot of he said a lot of yeah, just a lot of um, yeah established artists um put stuff out and then i said just just you wait until uh, until i come uh, come around with my end of the year list because um i'm i'm really happy with my top te top 10s now uh, so top 10 
up-and-coming artists and top 10 established artists. Yeah. Um, because I, I was really afraid to to kind of, uh, yeah, leave out some some bands who would have deserved to be in that list. But in the end, I'm I'm really happy with with uh, what I ended up with. Yeah. Um, but I think to the top ten established artists, I can add maybe five, give or take more, that were also good. Yeah. Albums. Whereas for the up and coming bands, I could add easily 20 30 more to the top 10 <laughs> um so there's that yeah um uh, and one thing is dario and i have not talked uh privately about our lists so that we are you're learning about our lists as we are and and i i have at least one name on my big names list that i don't know how if we both see them as a big name or as an up and coming but i i think we are going to agree on it but so let's see if there's any discrepancy uh, um, in what what each of us consider as big name artists. Yeah, or I think established I th artists. I think the the um, the turning point is as always the third album, and hmm. I have some. I think I have some bands in my up and coming list uh, with their third album. At least I think at least one of the bands have their third album. Yeah. All the others is a debut album or second album. And but I also have a at least one band in the established artists uh, with their third album. But we'll get to back to that later. Yeah. Um, we also agreed on that it's not a countdown top ten yeah. uh, with uh, uh, with a with a places. Uh, yeah, uh, like this one's better than this one. Yeah. I have I have like for my top ten shooting stars. Uh, up and coming artists, I have like, uh, I would say five, five and five. So, so there's okay. um, five top ones and then five that are just below that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely probably have more favorites or if you l would look at how mu much I listen to one or the other. Um, w uh, and when we go through the list, how shall we do if we both have an album on the list? Like if we... Um, because I'm, I think we will have <laughs> absolutely um, some some crossover, and then we could maybe save time by yeah but, not taking each yeah yeah we 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 don't have to elaborate twice on on one album. That's yep. that's true. <laughs> so how how do we start? I'm, I'm 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 of course you have to write them in in a in in. A ra more or less random order. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and start at the bottom. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so starting off with Edge of Reality in Static. Okay. <laughs> this is a 70 minute roller coaster ride. A um, it it's 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 just um it's kind of the equivalent um in um uh, um audacity and um uh sheer uh how, how do you say it um ferocity 
that, that, that as well. But uh, um, Anspruch, um, um, ambitious, ambitious. Yeah, yeah, very, very ambitious, and um, there there are a few um, parts that might be a little bit long, but overall, this is this is really an insane album, and it's too bad that the band is kind of has kind of fallen apart after the release. Oh wow! Um, but I think the two guitarists are still maybe doing something with 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 that name uh we will see but anyway uh, edge of reality in static is uh a, a crazy album <laughs> yeah i would say that this is a perfect example of like albums that pass me by because um you know there's only so much time in a, in a year to to get into stuff yeah. and i'm sure we talked about them we did uh and uh but i never I never really gave it the time. So this is the this is the nice thing that we can share albums that are not the big names because people like myself in this case won't have actually listened to it in the way that you have now. Yeah. So I will definitely go back and yeah, I, check it I, out. I think I even mentioned them in the uh, mid-year wrap-up already. Yeah, you did, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff from Edge of Reality. Um, without maybe using the term the bottom of the list, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely uh, like maybe some of my like last picks yeah. to go onto the list. Um, I'm gonna have to go with mother of millions. Yeah. Um, and the album was called, um, artifacts, artifacts. Yeah. I'm bad <laughs> with names. So <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, this was one we saw a number of videos for. We, we watched a number of videos uh, and talked about uh, the band. Um, we sadly lost the keyboardist yeah. um, this year as well, which is just heartbreaking considering they released this and then yeah. the tragic loss of him. But, um, and, and um, I just, from the first time we listened to it, I just... I just really, I just really loved it. It's so emotional, and, mm -hmm. but, yet, but modern and 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 um, un unique, but also has some touchstones that I like, like catatonia feeling. And unique and Greek. Unique and Greek. <laughs> Hashtag unique and Greek. Um, um, yeah, it's gonna be great to have them at Proc Power, and they actually uh, are on my list of established artists. Established? That, oh my God, we're gonna be totally different for, on this case then. <laughs> well, it's a third album, and and the th the the thing here is, um, and I already knew them and hyped hyped them with their yeah. second album. Yeah, I so remember. Okay, that's, that's why they are established for me. I think I can already say that between our two lists, they will be quite different because I think my level of established or of not established bands is going to be more above the underground than Dario's. So um, I'm pretty sure that's about to happen. Spoiler alert here. my my The the five on the very top of the list of uh, upcoming artists are the are debut albums. So And the five just below that are so for more or third albums. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's keep going. And Dario have to, would have to help me with the album names, I'm sure, because I... <laughs> I didn't write them down on my notebook here, and I don't have my my phone next to me now. So I, I, I think we'll manage. 
Um, so uh, next on my list is Wild Run, Veil of Imagination. Yeah, okay. That's um, also the third album of I think of that band. I didn't have the time to check out the first two. Um, I remember before that album came out, um, seeing in my Facebook timeline like sponsored ads that I might go check them out. I never, never did somehow. But uh, yeah, with uh, Veil of Imagination, they 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 certainly uh, left an, a big impression in the scene. And Absolutely, they will play Proc Power Europe as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I would say if there was if there was some hype around an album in the last months, it was definitely that one. I mean, I, I felt like everybody was talking about it. Um, yeah, it kind of like came out of left field in a way, yeah. as we say. It's, and it's, it's so diverse, yet uh, ha has has a somehow a trademark sound um, to it. And and funny thing, uh, what they managed with. Uh, the song Far From Where Dreams Unfurl, which is quite folky, um, which I usually don't really like in my metal. Um, this is just such an addictive song, and the melody is just so cool. It's like, yeah, I mean, for me, for that album, I, it was it was one that I made uh, valiant efforts to get into, but um, I not for lack of the not for lack of liking the album but i i never like got through it and connected to it okay yeah. and and it's it may be because of my aversion to the hype machine a little bit because when yeah. everybody starts talking yeah. about stuff i it it gets harder for me to to like things i don't know why this is but this happens a lot um but but yeah great choice um wow now that i know <laughs> that my list is going to be totally different from you. I don't even know where to go from here. Um, I'm going to throw out my next one, Artificial Language. All right. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're close to my top 10, definitely. Um, I, I connected to some albums, uh, some albums, some songs on the album more than uh, uh, to others, yeah. but, but it's, a, it's a great uh, effort. I think it's their second album yeah i i think i have from now, apple music a, another album now we sleep yeah it's called uh they would be in my category of like this will sound weird bands i would like to play in as a bass player yeah um so it's it's i mean i don't mean i want to play in in their band <laughs> yeah but it's like that kind of music yeah i really like that i like listening to it from a musician standpoint yeah. um i like the the elements of like neoclassicism yeah that's um, that's what i loved as well in that modern pro in the uh, modern but that's, but, that's totally but it's unique. not like a like a neoclassical ingve malmsteen style it's it's yeah. like slick I like them in the way that I also like this band Pathways from Florida. Yeah. They're more genty Pathways. Um, yeah. yeah, we talked about it with a Christmas special. With a Christmas and special. I didn't but know they, them before. They actually. have this, also this sort of neoclassical, I think it's done in a tasteful way. And yeah, I really like that album. It was kind of, yeah. It was one of the, one of the ones I listened to a lot this year, so. Great. Um Actually, interestingly enough, uh, I have a sophomore album here that barely made my honorable mentions in the uh, mid-year wrap-up, but now they're on the main list. Oh. Rendezvous Point. 
Universal Chaos. Okay, that's on my list too. So <laughs> we can. Uh, um, and and the reason why it was only on the honorable mentions uh, in the middle of the year was that I didn't really connect to the second half of the album. That ah. was as uh, I had a slightly different sound than the la- the, the first uh, the three singles that that are sitting at the beginning of the album. Yeah. Um, less metallic, more alternative, poppy, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I saw them uh, three times live in Munich, then at Euroblast and at Proc Power. And the Proc Power show was, I think it was their first show where they did a full hour okay. set list. And they, they flew in their sound guy, I mean... Chris Edrich, who also does Leprous, Clone the Ocean, all, all those. Yeah, right. And and their own uh, light guy, even though they were like in the middle of the afternoon, so they really put a huge effort into that show and it paid off. It was the uh, one of the best, if not the best show of this year's Proc Power and a lot of people were raving even saying, oh, I'm not that much big of a Rendezvous Point fan with their albums, but that show was so amazing. And I absolutely agree with them. And the second thing that happened, they put out the <laughs> add-on single, yeah. um, The Pursuit, and that was kind of the sonic uh, link link that was missing for me between yeah. this that more metallic sound and w- with those sprawling keyboards and stuff and then the more poppy side of the second half of the album yeah and 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 maybe i'll have to try it maybe i'll just put that in in the playlist like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and but but when that came out i i, I suddenly instantly connected more to the second yeah. half of the album as well and 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 came to love it more and also came back to the album more and listened to the whole thing and not only the first three songs you see yeah and um uh well i even went so far uh, as to include uh Garmund's new pop song on the what's hot <laughs> uh yeah. uh episode this monday and i really enjoy it even though it's really poppy so uh, he's he's got a great voice amazing voice and uh yeah you want to say something about uh, sure <laughs> sure i mean <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> i think you said it and i think there's no uh, it's no surprise to the listeners of the podcast that we are big fans of rendezvous point um and we even featured them on the auto capella series that we do and yeah i mean i think for the first time I heard them um, was when they were on tour with Leprous and Haken. With no, with uh, with uh, no, it was not Leprous and Haken. Uh, they 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 were on tour with Leprous at one time, point, and they were on tour with Haken at one point. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Between the buried and me and Haken. Can that be? No, no. Lep- it was. Oh my it god! Was, the, the, it's been a couple of years. Uh, the 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 lineup was actually it was Haken. Uh, I think Affinitur 2, or was it Affinitur, Affinitur 1? Uh, anyway, it was Haken headlining, of course, Rendezvous Point as... Uh, oh, yes. And then was Archentype. Archentype. Yeah. Yeah, because this is where we filmed... I can only remember shows because of when we filmed. <laughs> we filmed the original autocapella of Haken doing... Todos Africa. Is that possible? 
Yeah, and and you d- did the spotlight. And then we did the spotlight on yeah. Rendezvous Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was back with their debut no, album. No, but this of is course. still this is still not the first time I saw them because I saw them when Bard played with them and Leprous. Yeah, so that was yeah on that the congregation was, tour. Yeah, that was the 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 crazy tour for Bard. So <laughs> and yeah. for Petter. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. We're getting off topic here, but um, to me, they they kind of represent the reason I started liking progressive metal music in the '90s. But they do it in a, a very modern and like. Pro- progressive way yeah it's a stupid way to describe them (laughs) but um you know and they don't stick to the same formula uh i i i really like them i don't know how else to to describe it but yeah i think and 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 i'm 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 really happy that they uh went down this in 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 becoming more poppy being more progressive than a lot of other bands yeah totally so (laughs) i i think we we there's we're going to see good things coming from them. So we yeah. share them on our top 10 <laughs> on a not, not yet fully established band. I mean, they're established, <laughs> but yeah. Great. Um, uh, your turn. Then, then my turn. Um, okay. Then I'm going to have to go now with clone. Yeah. Uh, the album was called Le Grand Voyage. Thank you. Um, they, they are on my established bands list. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, I, this is the first time I heard them. Uh, um, and, um, yeah, I I think what's funny is this is not a kind of the kind of album that I would have on a top ten list. Uh, it's not the kind of music that I listen to that much. This sort of slow, dirgy, doomy, yeah, you know, ambient rock. I don't I don't really know how to describe their sound, but they it's so good, and it and and I love the singer so much, and it reminds me so much of you know music that I enjoyed from the like grunge era, you know, like Alice in Chains and, and yeah. stuff like that, and singers from that era, and and it just has this like mood, and um, yeah, uh, I I really enjoy it, um, and I listen to it quite a lot more than I think I thought I would. But the the, yeah. the the hooks are infectious and the, the music the, is just yeah. epic and um, yeah it's and and the cover art is I think one of my favorites <laughs> of the of the year like with this double double hurricane yeah and the sun and the sun so great album from Clone Le Grand Voyage you say it nicer than I do <laughs> <laughs> actually with Clone. Um, Overall, I haven't listened to this album as much as I have to the previous uh, album. Interesting, because I feel like your liking of the band got me to really listen to them. Yeah, I mean, uh, their their last album, "Here Comes the Sun," was was a yeah mag- magic moment for me when it okay. came out, and um, well, I even named my company after one of their songs. Immersion. Really? Yeah. Uh, we're going to listen to the song later, if you don't know it. Um, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Very interesting, yeah. So, um, yeah, th- th- this th- this kind of melancholic atmosphere is yeah. just, uh, they're, they're, they're doing it so extraordinarily well, so, they're so uh, outstanding in, in, in that uh 
regard with the atmosphere and the melodies. Yep. That's their main selling point. And I'm so happy that I'm going to see them again with Leprous in less than a month. Lucky you. <laughs> um, okay, your turn, Dario. All right. Uh, let's go to France. Ah, we we're still in France. We, yeah, we, I was going to say. in France. Let's stay there. Say, for you, you're always in France. Fractal Universe, Rhizomes of Insanity. Some awesome prog death. I think they're... Yeah. they're th yeah, third album. I, I haven't gotten around to check out their previous albums as well. But that one was a banger and like uh, dominated my playlist for, 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 for two months or so. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like how it's somehow death metal, but, but not like brick wall sound and super, super heavy. Well, super intricate and, and cool melodies and also like a unique kind of uh, the voice uh, going from growls to cleans and everything in between, yeah. um, but not being extreme about it. Okay, I think I know what you mean. I think this year I, I, I listened less to extreme music honestly i think i had a like a mellower year somehow in general uh and not many albums made my list that were as extreme but uh you've talked about them fractal universe a bunch on the show so yeah no surprise there <laughs> um to do something also a little extreme um but not in that kind of extreme i have to add thank you scientist for me, I some people may say they're established because this is definitely not their first album. I, I think it's also their only their third. Yeah, um, but I also put them on my established okay. list. So here, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. Um, what I would say about them is that I first my I think my brother told me about them a few years ago, and, I, and then I saw that they were on the tour with Haken in North America, and what I would say I like the least about the band and maybe what in the past has kept me from really getting into them is this sort of jazz element because that's not my favorite thing in progressive music. Yeah. Um, but I really liked this record and I really liked the videos that we watched together and like this one live performance before the album came out where they were with the marching band, yeah. the Blue, Blue Devils or I forget yeah. what they're called. Um, this just blew me away because I just thought, I mean... yeah. This is all over the place. It's all over the place. And, and, and I mean, and what it, can... It's so, so, like, there's uh, um, not much bands that purvey su such a huge joy of playing music. Yeah. And I would say it's also one of those bands I would put into the category of, uh, I'd like to play in that band, but I'd, I know that I could not. <laughs> I, I'm not good enough, like, to play in a band of that level. Yeah. And for me, they're kind of like, because Between the Buried and Me didn't release a record this year, this was mm -hmm. the record that did for me what Between the Buried and Me's music does for me. It, minus the extreme metal. Minus the extreme parts, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I loved it, and I yeah, I'm that, now that, that that album is kind of the equivalent for Edge of Reality's Aesthetic for f in uh, okay. for me in the in 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 those lists. Yeah, um, is also like a seventy minute monster or even longer. Yeah, and uh, for me, that I, I kind of always enjoy the second part more that I I feel is heavier somehow. 
Oh, okay. Maybe. But it also <laughs> has like a great um, instrumental intro. And I, I'm a sucker for that when a band... <laughs> When a band does that well, you know, and then like the album kicks off and then you're like, you know, you're on the ride for an hour and a half because <laughs> it is a long record. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, I would say it's a little tough to get through the whole thing. You really need, you know, a long stamina or, you know, yeah, to get through it, but <laughs> it's totally worth it. I really like them. Yeah. Um, staying a little bit with a, a jazzy component but in a totally different way. And uh, for me, like I connect more, very much more to that uh, style or that um, how they incorporated the jazz fusion harmonies and everything. Umfl as the water covers the sea. Um, they're, they're, they're just so many melodies and harmonies in there that are distinctively jazzy to my uh, um, amateur ear. Um, but there's to die for. that. like, yeah. I'm, they're literally giving me eargasms yeah. along, along the, that whole album. Um, It's, uh, I didn't expect that after the, the I think the it's the second album, the first album, Cactus, I think it was just two guys, and now it's a full-fledged band, and I really hope they're, they'll be able to get out of Norway and play some live shows and continue on that yeah. level, because that's just insane, and also, they also have some extreme parts, but yeah. they don't feel as extreme and as No, because madly. they have this kind of, uh, this guitar sound that's not like brick walled yeah. extreme in your face guitar sound it has a little yeah. bit of a yeah. a twang like a like yeah. a stratocaster would have or even like yeah. a telecaster or something yeah. and uh spoiler alert they were on my honorable mentions and i they didn't they only didn't make my top list because i just i i kind of forgot about the album at one point and didn't listen to it until almost the end of the year yeah. and but it i agree with you it's it's a terrific record um, and I told you, in the, I think in another podcast that it kind of, there were parts that reminded me of Pain of Salvation a little bit that mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed. Uh, um, but yeah, very unique at, yeah, one of the unique sounding bands from this year that has really yeah. their own style and their jazz element isn't too much for me. That, that, that I'm, I'm happy uh, that uh, that's the case <laughs> because I was uh, worried. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great pick. Um, um, maybe staying in Norway, um, Marathon. Yeah, they they are actually on my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> is that our first one? <laughs> High fives. Um, and what is it about them? The album is called Meta. Meta, right? And and then of course they also released two great singles. Two two yeah. Afterwards, two after singles, uh, and we've talked about the videos that they did, or at least the one video that they did yeah. recently, uh, being human. I think yeah. almost human. almost human. Again, cl names cl cl close, close enough. <laughs> close. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really like them. 
I, I like the riffing. I like the melodies. I like the song. It's a really fun album. It's one that I put on and I always listen to the whole thing and it never gets boring. And yeah, I'm excited to see where they go. And and I already, you already hear like a progression in those two singles that they released. Um, mm-hmm. You suspected that maybe the album had been recorded and then was released later, and they've already like had new material ready yeah. to go. So, hey, maybe I can uh, ask uh, Frederick or whoever wants to talk to me uh, at the on, show at the show in, in Dortmund, uh, Dortmund, uh, Feb- February eighth. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, if you could get them on, uh, <laughs> let them know that they're on our <laughs> on our top <laughs> yeah. list here. I will. <laughs> uh, even if we had a few like not like not super positive things to say about the last video or yeah. like a few like criticisms. Yeah. That, that's the more the reason of, of the criticism and for the videos is because I like the band so much. Yeah. 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 Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that gets us to my top five. Okay. <laughs> I have four and, left. So I think we had like an overlap or something. Yeah. And, and, not, and not only one. <laughs> uh, I, I I already crossed out uh, three from my top ten established artists list. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, <clears throat> s- starting off my top five of up and coming bands, and again I have to stress I can't stress enough that all those five remaining albums from this top ten are debut albums. And the first one from France, Feather Convalescence. Oh, yeah. Just came out in December and uh, just a really, really beautiful soundtrack like instrumental record. And um, the, the melodies on it are like, they, they, they feel like they're ancient and classic and like they're just feel right and 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 everything falls into place like like a seasoned artist it's hmm. incredible and there's also just one young guy from france anthony stinson i'm gonna have to check out your your playlist because this this flew flew past me and it was in december so yeah december is a blur and uh, on one song, we have a guest solo from Guess Who. L- uh, Luke De La Rosa. Yes, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we'll talk about him later uh-huh. more. So, yeah, your turn. Um, okay. Um, st- staying in this sort of marathon vein, um, my next... Um, the top album in the last four from my um, not established bands would be Prehistoric Animals. Yeah. This one was another one that like took me totally by surprise. Um, I think the cover art is maybe my least favorite of the yeah. year because it's, I, don't, I, I kind of tried to look for the meaning in it, but the meaning seems to be really like just on the face value and that, I don't know. But regardless of my qualms <laughs> with the cover art, the album is terrific. Uh, it's fun. It does it does things for me that um, Muse used to do when I listened to Muse albums, you know. And um, 
it has like a little funniness and a little quirkiness, but also some some sort of kind of emotional elements too in the, yeah. in the lyrics and stuff. And 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 I don't know, it kind of like has a nice balance of that. Um, um, one thing uh, before we get maybe a little bit more into it, um, it is. Mm, you can argue if it's a 2018 or 2019 release because it was released uh, digitally in December 2018. But the the um, ah. uh, the the hard copy came out in January 2019. Oh yeah. Anyway, okay. I uh, always so thought of it as a 2019 release, or um, well, that's when the, I first heard it. Yeah, and they they their their performance of uh, at Proc Power was amazing. Was super cool and. Um, yeah, uh, great band, and 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 I really hope uh, we 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 get to see a, a lot more uh, from them. I expect as, for as the next album like a progression, maybe even away from the musy stuff. Yeah, because um, uh, Marathon had this too, and I feel like the new stuff already kind of like. Yeah, and, and especially because there's more people involved because that uh, okay. that that's, that that album was. Um, uh, composed by only the singer and the drummer. Uh huh. And 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 then and now there's it's it's a full fledged band. Okay. And that's uh, why the two of them are on the cover. I yeah. guess. And uh, I mean, it remains to be seen how how much the other guys yeah. will will oh. will um uh uh contribute to songwriting but yeah. i mean now they have a daniel mcditch in their ranks who can say that daniel played on the first two or three uh pain of salvation albums yeah that's right okay. <laughs> and and uh, uh their keyboarder is, is one of the best swedish jazz keyboards uh keyboarders actually uh, just two two days ago i saw i saw a yamaha um ad where he played and oh. and tried out a new Yamaha thing and it was like filmed and 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 put out by Yamaha so that that's that's the uh, and, level And we're he talking. joined after the album. Yeah. So then we I know I know one thing that's going to change for the next album. <laughs> Cuz I would so, say that I wouldn't think of that album as like a keyboard yeah. based thing at all like No. Definitely kind of rock guitar. Uh, um, the the interview we did with them at Prog Power uh, it's so funny and hilarious, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to to uh, for you guys to see it. I hope uh, my good friend and colleague Van will get around to editing it because she's like, got a lot on her plate now with her family. But I think um, Van and Matthias are big fans of them too, right? Yeah, I, I had that feeling yeah. from yeah, yeah, absolutely, from absolutely. Rock um, space, yeah, activity, but, yeah. But um, I mean, li life stuff kind of got in the way. Uh, uh, for editing the the Proc Power interviews we did, um, but they're coming and they're they're amazing. Cool, <laughs> can't wait to see it. Um, uh, moving on, mm, I have the Resonance Project. Here. Oh yeah, more jazz, more instrumental, mm -hmm. um, way more jazzy than than Feather. Yeah. Way, way, way more jazzy, and this is and definitely a way more Dario album than a Randy album. Yeah, um, but also the the orchestrations from the drummer uh, are insane, and um, like this 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 level of musicianship alone is insane. And um, 
Uh, yeah, wh- one more thing. I think I'm pretty sure my top five is not only all of them are 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 debut albums, but all of them are released independently without a label, oh. which is an interesting thing looking at the music scene yeah. globally. Yeah. Especially um, because none of them are on Long Branch Records. <laughs> 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 Which is a shock because 90% of the records this year were. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing but love for Long Branch. Just, um, Yeah, yeah. And I would say in general, you often brought a lot, a lot of independent stuff in. And this is what I, this goes back to my uh, praise for your what's hot section because you really find stuff that I think people just if they're not fully immersed in the prog world won't find yeah. you know and these bands don't have the marketing budget you know yeah. especially releasing in, um, in, um, in the, independently yeah. and um, it's it's great that you do that because I would have never heard of some of these well a, lo- a lot of a lot of those bands uh, I. I owe it to the uh, very, very loving community of uh, Haken cockroach, cockroach posting and uh, and prog snob shit posting or whatever. <laughs> you know, um, the those this this online community is just so amazing, and there's so many talented artists in in that community. Yeah. Um, I hope it's more loving than the prog snob community because I'm about to leave that group. It's just, it's become, I don't know if you've been on there the last day, but it's turned into like a super gossipy personal shit like that people should just like stay away from, in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah. That, that, that's boxing. That, that, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But cool that uh, you find so much cool music. I had thought that maybe Progsnop would be a good place for that, but it turns out it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Just for bitching about what's Prog or not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Um, I think the the next record I'm going to have to go with here is Jumping from Norway to to Finland. And maybe you can guess. Wheel. Wheel. So... uh, I think, I mean, this came out like in January, I think, yeah. um, of t- 2019. Yeah. So like right away when we started the broadcast, actually just like a month into the broadcast, yeah. we were watching their videos. I think yeah. no, the, it first was the first video. The first video. The first uh, episode along was the with, first along, video. Along with uh, Votum's yeah. uh, uh, hate. Uh, well, time flies. Yeah. And I mean, ever since watching that, I mean, there are obvious like, like tool connections, but I like that. I mean, yeah. my own band has this too, you know, and yeah. I love, you know, you know, bands that have this sound and, and I think, but, but they, they bring something else to it. And I, what I like about the album is it, is it has this like organic sound and, and not every song feels super structured. Like it feels yeah. a bit loose. And actually after listening to your interview with them, um, it sounded like that came from the band finally coming into the room together and writing songs together. Mm-hmm. And some of the songs feel like that, you know, like like the second track is like, I don't know what, seven minutes long and like kind of meanders and but it, but it's still great. It's it's like a like a cool tool song that takes its time to develop. Uh and I think the singer is terrific. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a professional as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where that maybe comes from. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. And in fact, they're going to be in Munich um, in like in, two weeks or something, right? Yeah, or very soon in February. February, think, yeah. yeah. So, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be here because I will be in Norway with another <laughs> prog band. But it's too bad because I would really like to see them. Um, yeah, so Wheel is on my list, and I think that's no surprise. I think I've talked about them a lot this year. I really like them. Would would, would be an honorable mention for me, I guess. Yeah, I, I haven't haven't listened to the album that much. Yeah, so I'm, I'm. I have to admit, I'm not that big into the Tool sound. Yeah, I I, um, I get that. Um, despite loving Soen from the first minute, but that's another story. Um, l let's finish yeah. our uh, upcoming uh, artists. Yep. and uh, well, my top three uh, should come as no surprise. Uh, for every listener, I mean, it's Soledad, a solo project, Catharsis, Elo, Union, and Soul Splitter, Salute Genesis. I think I, I, I've talked a lot about yeah. all three of those albums uh, over the last year, and all three have, like, how do you say, knocked my socks off or something like that? Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to agree with you on Elo. They are on my, um, I, I was actually saving them because I knew you were going to mention them and I <laughs> wanted you to have the honor, <laughs> but, uh, they're also on my top 10, uh, for the year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great album. It's like modern and fresh and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And what I really like about it is that especially because of the structure of the album as you get towards the end it like it like cranks up that emotional element you know oh what I mean? my goodness and in a way that a lot of that kind of music doesn't that's that's true yes yes i mean for for me the two like uh, two of the most emotional tracks for me this year are uh hollow and uh uh coalescence mm. uh yeah yeah, and, so. and but but uh, with the production, uh, uh, shout out to Phil, the guitarist, who did the mixing, and to Lucas, of course, who did the mastering, and uh, special shout out to Andy, the singer. Yeah. He's, it's his birthday today. What? Happy birthday, Andy! Happy birthday! You're on the the top of the top ten list here. Um, yeah, yeah, great album. Yeah. And 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 uh, there's new merch coming. I'm wearing the first Elo shirt today. He's got the Elo shirt on, and which is how I was keyed into the fact <laughs> that he was gonna. Um, but that was no surprise either. Yeah. Um, and um, Soul Splitter is on my honorable mentions. Yeah. And I think it's partly I listened to it quite a number of times, and I absolutely love it. But there are some parts of it for me that are a little too avant-garde jazz. Yeah. And, and that's where, where where I come in. And that's I, where you come in and like take over, and I kind of start to tune out. And yeah. but otherwise, like that's where I start I start headbanging. <laughs> yeah, and I think he, I, I even liked it even more after listening to your interview from um, Euroblast, Euroblast yeah. with them because he, the, you know, the the I think it's the, the guitarist, the, the, the drummer, uh, who explained the, the the concept. The concept. It was the drummer. It was the drummer. Uh, okay, yeah. and um, Phoenix. Um, it, and how personal it is, and you hear it in the record. I mean, yeah. it's really yeah. uh, an incredible. I think that this is my only flaw. It's like at some at some times it gets a little bit too avant garde for me, yeah. and I lose connection to yeah. 
to the other parts that I really love. So top of my honorable mentions for yeah. sure. Very yeah. cool band. They're, they're, cool they're, 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 they're on tour in, in, in Germany uh, uh, this month. Uh, like, a, you know, a more or less weekend tour. Oh, okay. Doing some weekend shows uh, this month in Germany. Um, so watch out. And yeah, they, I think they, they have, they have uh, big things coming for them. And Soledad, I'm so excited for Lula because she has actually gathered a full band now. And I'm so curious uh, what's going to come out of that. Um, but that record, I mean, the name Catharsis is really describing it because that's what it was for her. And you can feel that emotional connection in every single note. And um, it's 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 a stunning work of art, and well, knowing the personal history behind it, it's even more hard. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's 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 amazing. It's it's um, yeah. It's one of my favorite things in life uh, when when you when you're having a hard time and you can um, like process it by making something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, of course, again, shout out to Lucas for an amazing sound and the, the craziest guitar solo of the year. <laughs> and once again, I have to say, uh, 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 another Lucas, Lucas Bila, uh, for, also from France, um, when I posted the playthrough of that, uh, of Lucas's video, uh, from the song Indigo, that crazy solo that goes on and on and gets crazier and crazier. Um, Lucas Bilek commented like, uh, yeah, music for musicians, it doesn't have any any heart and soul in it. And then I, then I explained to him, well, look, first uh, make yourself familiar with the concept of the whole album, then uh, the, 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 the role, the, the Indigo, the last epic plays in that concept. And then listen closely because he incorporated all the styles uh, his three previous guest uh, soloists, uh, namely Sumia Geshami, uh, Leah McLachlan, and um, Hugo Florimont from Fractal Universe, where uh, yeah, the yeah. So he who, who, he was uh, yeah incorporating all those sounds and and going all through these different emotions as the yeah, conclusion of the whole album. So, if it doesn't get any more emotional than that, I don't know. For me, it's uh, it it is the most amazing uh, combination of technicality and emotion. Yeah, and and um, yeah, that that is what what progressive music, progressive metal doesn't have to be. It can it can be technical, but. Um, for me that of course at, at at the end of the day we're always talking about taste and that's um something you have you have not no. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. that's 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 uh, that's uh, incredibly personal um but for me uh, when when the the technicalities married with the emotions so tightly then 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 it's uh, there's nothing better. 
I have one last uh, album for this list, and it's 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 for you definitely going to be in the totally opposite direction. But I think you can guess who this is. Um, I'm I'm totally uh, out of out of it right now. I I have no idea where we're going, where you're going. Um, the last album for my top ten list of like not uh, big bands is Port Noir. Ah, of course, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, this band for me, I think. I mean, I started off the the broadcast, I think, watching the first video from them that came, and I knew the last album. Um, which was quite different. Which was quite different, and maybe more in this like Vola direction. Yeah, it was. It's been a while opinion. since I listened. To it. I mean, I, I bought it when I saw them with Pain of Salvation back in that. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were they were touring with Pain of Salvation, and um, I, well, I liked their live show so much that I bought the album. But I never, I maybe listened once at home. Yeah, and thought okay, it was cool. Um, but yeah, the new stuff kind of put me off a little bit. But that's again just a, totally a matter of taste on my part. Um, yeah, I, I think in 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 my opinion, this is probably the least prog album on my list. Um, although they have found themselves on the most prog label ever, <laughs> and doing tours with prog bands, and yeah. um, I think even for them, that's a little strange because I think they're. You know they're doing more of an alternative rock kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It just happens that they use like unique um, instrument sounds, and um, they have some elements which might appeal to people that like Leprous. They did the tour with Leprous yeah. and Ocean, um, and uh, but I think it's maybe one of the albums I played the most this year. I just really liked it. It's very infectious, uh, yeah. and uh, and the, and met the guys uh, at the show and. Really liked them too, so it's just and I bought a sweater. <laughs> so yeah. Port Noir is my last up and coming. All right, all right. Moving on to the big names. Yeah, one hour and ten minutes in. Okay, um, well, you I, all I, knew this was going to be a long episode. Yeah, and I, th I, but I think we don't have to spend that much time. Spend that much time on them because, as we said before, uh, well, they get a lot of attention already. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I already crossed out a few of them because you had them on the other, on your other list. Right. So maybe we're even now because I, uh, so I have seven. Me too. Perfect. I only had seven to begin with, so you, we're, you, we're in line. You want to start? Um, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna expect this. <laughs> So I had an album that at the end of last year really connected to me and I finally understood it. And I think it was because I finally had time to listen to it, particularly when I was on vacation. And that's the Tool album. Wow. It's, it's for one, it's my favorite uh, bass of the year, mm -hmm. like favorite bass sound. Mm -hmm. um, and it's way better than I gave it credit for earlier in the year. And I've done this with a lot of albums. I've changed my mind mm -hmm. on stuff. And this is maybe my biggest switch because I'm not the biggest Tool fan in the world. Um, partly because of this sort of meandery, like psychedelic yeah. thing that they do, which to me is also a little bit like avant-garde jazz. <laughs> kind of like starts going somewhere and I like tune out. Um, but I don't feel like this album has that much of that. If anything, it's it's more like like a classic Metallica record that has just like eight minute long songs that have a lot of changes and a lot of different riffs 
just instead of being 140 BPM, it's 80 BPM. Okay. Because it's super slow. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Shock, fair, shocking. Fair, but, fair enough. <laughs> and, and it sounds so good. And, okay. and this is another one like the Wheel album. It sounds like they played it live in the studio. It mm-hmm. sounds like you're watching them live. Like it's a great headphone record mm-hmm. and because you don't feel like there's like tons of overdubs, even though I'm sure there is. Yeah. I mean, they spent years doing the record, but it feels like... It's 13 years. <laughs> it feels live, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, And the drummer, I mean, the drumming is... Dan, 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 Danny Carey. Gary Carey. I mean, Danny Carey. it's just... Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite drum performances too, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Um yeah, I'm going to start also with a big name, Devin Empath. Um, Not on my list. <laughs> I, I, I listened to it a lot when it came out or like around the time it came out, uh, the promo a little bit earlier, and I was blown away. Um, and then I kind of fell out of love with it or just had other stuff that took its place in my weekly listening uh, playlist um, and, and, and other stuff that I felt more drawn to. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that it's uh, crazy and out there and uh, amazing. There's, uh, and, um, talking about the last song, Singularity, 22 Minutes, it's it's funny to have that like uh, whistling part in the middle and then come back to that super amazing conclusion. But overall, from a songwriting perspective, I'll have to give credit to Lula for pulling off a 22-minute epic closer. We talked about it earlier yeah. on Soledad with Indigo. Yeah. Um, so... Lola, heads off you out, out done <laughs> out, out. Devin here. I mean, um, <laughs> if I can just say one thing about the record, um, that's on my left out favorites um, yeah. list. Devin is easily one of my favorite progressive artists for a long time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and I've had phases where it was like, I mean, I listened to really a lot of Devin Townsend stuff had the chance to make a few films with him too. And so being able to interview him and like talk about like his process and stuff, he's one of the most inspiring artists to me. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe again, it was a little bit the hype machine Yeah. and the epicness of this record. I just never like, I, I never got comfortable with it. Like, yeah. um, and I and I don't I don't I don't think it's because I don't like the record. I just think it, that never there was never a place in my life for it yeah. this year, and so yeah. it will probably come at a later time yeah. because I like everything he does. Yeah. There's nothing that he's done that I don't like, but other things were there. And uh, yeah, um, now that I come to think of it, um, actually, funnily enough, my my least favorite song is. Uh, Spirits Will Collide, I think, it was that Enya type. The Enya. The Enya song. Yeah, the um, video was also like, I don't know. <laughs> super over the top cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I mean, there's so much crazy out there stuff on there. Um, yeah. I, and, and I really like the craziness of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and, it's uh, like him. 
and Annika singing on a yeah, crazy death I mean, metal song. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, um, your turn. Okay. Um, maybe staying in the realm of 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 uh, of favorites. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Dream Theater. I mean, it's kind of hard to not talk about them uh, on a list uh, of. I think I think I mean. Dream Theater has always been my favorite band. Okay. Always. Yeah. And everything they Fair release enough. is always a favorite album of the year. Um, I'm even a big fan of The Astonishing, uh, which, you know, a lot of fans are not. Um, but it, yeah. to me, it was a genuine attempt to to write a musical. And, you know, why not? I mean, it's... <laughs> and for, for me, the funny thing that that so many people dislike it, I kind of wonder why, because it's like the prog genre. It's like, there's been so many like musical albums made mm-hmm. from Sabotage and Arian, yeah, and, and, and like, you know what I mean? Like that, why would this one be? And and maybe it's because it lacks like a lot of like metal elements. Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe a little on the cheesy side, the story and the, and the, and the like lyrics maybe. Um, but nevertheless, now I'm talking about the astonishing more than the new album. <laughs> but the new album is one of the best sounding Dream Theater records in in years. I think. I mean, it sounds fantastic. The bass is great. John Mayung, one of my best favorite performances yeah. uh, this year. Um, still, still my most influential bassist um, for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to it as much as I thought I would have. Um, but every time I put it on, it's like classic dream theater. I mean, uh, if I would have a wish, maybe it would be that it was made, would be maybe a little closer to the astonishing or scenes from a memory than, you know, like the more like song, Mm -hmm. one song Mm -hmm. after the other kind of thing. But apart from that, I mean, it's dream theater. It's hard for me to. Yeah. Now, all I can say is uh, uh, repeat what I said, I think, in the mid-year wrap-up. I listened to it three times. First time was... Mm, I totally for, forgot to listen to it because it just didn't grab my attention at all. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I didn't remember anything from it. Second time, I was totally annoyed by it. And the third time, I thought, oh, yes, this is okay music. This is nice. So that was kind of my journey with that album. Yeah. Short, but uh, in the end, it's all right. Stream theater. A <laughs> um, little bit similar to Cologne, uh, also from Franz. Next on my list are Hypnose with a Dark and Distant Source. You consider them established? Okay. Yeah, I mean... It was Cologne's sixth, seventh album, and 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 Hypnose <laughs> all also. Okay, I fifth, think I think my fourth or fifth album. I, I guess my <laughs> my uh, I think we, like my idea of like established was more like the top bands that people always talk about when they talk about the genre, you know. And Hypnose is I, I would say is not. The, I mean, I just saw actually an article about them, um, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, my history with Hypnose is that they are, um, well, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that album in a episode soon, because that's going to be the top 
our top of the last decade. Oh. So the previous Hypnose album, Shores of an Abstract Line. That was... Uh, that blew my mind in 2016 and was the first extreme metal record that to ever top any album top list for me. Wow. And and that was kind of a starting point of my journey into more extreme metal. Yeah. And uh, since 2016, I've been listening to this album a lot. And... Um, I still have no idea what the concept is about or what, what the, 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 the all the all those uh, voiceovers in English and French, uh, French, even even though I understand the words, I don't know what they mean. But I, I I connect really deeply with that record. So in that sense, a distant dark source. Even though they they did some acoustic stuff in the meantime with their with their movie and stuff. Um, in in that sense, a distant dark source uh, just cannot hold up to shores of an abstract line for me. Yeah, uh, but it's still terrific. I mean, it's such a monumental album for you. Yeah. So, but this is still a terrific record in their in their style that they they carved for themselves. Totally blew past me. But uh, like I said, this year I was really far away. I think from I, uh, a lot of the extreme uh, stuff. Yeah, then 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 I can absolutely get why because there's there's some some really, really really extreme stuff on it. Like, <laughs> 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 but if you're in, in in an extreme mood, maybe check it out. Um, I feel like we're gonna start getting into like a, a lot of the same choices here but uh i'm gonna go ahead and talk about uh, like throw out sewing yeah um of course yeah. also on my list yeah so i mean this is um it's my favorite sewing album and i think it's the first album from sewing that i really like loved like lakaya i really liked a lot and would throw it on you know regularly but this one was the first one where i really really loved it and uh, right from the first singles, the first videos that we watched here yeah. on the broadcast. They, they they perfected their sound. They perfected their formula. Yeah. As my uh, friend and colleague, Luis from the Prog Space uh, said, after listening to the first time, um, formularic music being formularic it's so fucking awesome because he loved it, <laughs> but he also acknowledged, okay, this is they they found their structure that works for them, and and just changing it a lot, uh, around a little bit. It's like really concise songwriting mm. um, over the whole whole album, and I um, mean the those two ballads, uh, the title track "Lotus and River," really heart wrenching, and uh, also um, yeah, stuff like "Martyr" and. Just uh, a, a lot of emotion totally. in, in the formula. Yeah, and it also grooves, you know, like, I mean, yeah. apart from being emotional, it also has this, like, constant groove. Um, it's like, a, it's a, you can put it on and rock out yeah. and feel the emotion of it at the same time. Yeah, so and, and, and killer performances from, by the, by the totally. whole, whole band. I mean, Another great uh, bass performance. Stefan Stenberg is amazing. Really cool guy and and Joel Joel Ekelov's melodies yeah beautiful um, uh, 
Martin, Martin Lopez, of course, on drums. Yeah. Uh, he's a legend. And uh, yeah, let's let's not forget the two guitarists. Um, the new one, uh, Cody, I think he's called. He's uh, finally starting to 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 get into the band. I think to more more to f feeling at home in the band mm -hmm. and in the sound. And and of course their their secret weapon, Lars, Enoch Allund with keyboards and guitars and backing vocals and whatnot percussions <laughs> <laughs> awesome band i yeah. mean big fan i think we agree on that um yeah i have one where you also would argue that they're not established at all until rain season five <laughs> who <laughs> sorry <laughs> another greek band aha uh -huh. okay Totally missed this. We also watched some videos. Did we? Yeah. Oh my God. There was the one in the lab. You remember where oh. the... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was a while ago. Um, and um, Anterain changed their sound uh, significantly uh, after changing a singer. And that new melancholia is just so unique, I think. Hmm. And it's kind of a Greek thing. I feel I get the feeling. Right? <laughs> the smell and color, and, and it's kind of funny even when you think of the Mediterranean. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll get more of that in 2020 with new albums from po Need? Poem Need and uh, not to forget uh, Verbal Delirium. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, where do I go from here? Um, I uh, three left, right? I have I have four. Yeah, I just took Soen out because you already mentioned it. Okay. So. Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk about Evergrey. Okay. Um, they, they they might be a little bit farther off on my honorable mention, and just uh, like two two points. Uh, I listened to the album a couple of times. I don't remember any hook line any any melody didn't did, nothing wow. nothing stuck and i don't feel the emotional connection i felt with the, pre the, the previous two albums that's uh, funny because for um, the broken and, and storm within i i don't know that the the atlantic is better than storm within because i really really love storm within yeah uh, uh, but the atlantic i think also does have like great melodic moments and um and it rocks, and it sounds so amazing. And um, yeah, the sound is it, it's sick. And yeah. um, another great bass performance by my brother, by your brother from another mother, <laughs> Johann Niemann. Johann Niemann. Uh, his bass is so fat. Like I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, it's it's yeah. just a monster sound. And I I also think it's it's nearly as emotional as the last record. I think. What it misses is the um, the female vocals, you know, which is <laughs> funny which is because the point. art, you know, imitates life in yeah. this record. Yeah. Um, but I, I absolutely love the record. It's one that I, I in the top five that I played the most this year. Great. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll have to go with Jolly's family here. Oh yeah. Uh. It's it's technically it's also only the third album if you if of Jolly if you count uh, 
Audio Guide to Happiness as one mm-hmm. because it was two parts and was they were released separately. But anyway, that that doesn't matter. I mean, the, the the album had a long time coming. They released the songs song by song on YouTube and and earlier than YouTube on the Patreons for mm-hmm. the Patreons and stuff. Um, so most of the songs were known for a while. And well, Jolly, Jolly is Jolly. I love I love Jolly. Jolly loves me, and that's all I need to <laughs> Jolly know. Jolly loves you. Um, yeah, apart from from my obvious uh, choice of uh, the song "Love" being an absolute favorite, um, there's also the the uh, one of uh, also Jason from the Prog Minds' favorite songs, "Masquerade." It's just so unexpectedly heavy riffage and just it's just blasting yeah. everything away um but also everything between like may, maybe my my favorite song from the main album not from the second bonus disc more or less is uh Lazarus Space Masala it's just, it's both melodic and it's got crazy heavy riffs and and I really hope to see them again live soon please guys Hop a, over the pond again. <laughs> I'm a little late to the Jolly game. I mean, I I like what I've heard, but I have never really spent a lot of time with them. And uh, um, that's that's on my list of albums I want to listen more to. But uh, it, it, it kind of missed me this year. Yeah, also, check out the audio guys to happiness. Yeah. Uh, but Jolly's uh, album uh, is not. I believe it's not on Apple Music. So. And I, I use Apple Music, so no. I never had it. So. I can I can ask the guy. I yeah. mean, uh, Anna Dale, the singer, is not even on social media. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I can can ask Anthony, the bass player. Also, great bass performance, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, the next record I would mention, and now I'm down to my last three here. So I think we're getting close to this, some similar records probably, but one of my most anticipated albums of the year, and it did not uh, disappoint, is, is Jordan Rudis' solo record. For me, um, I'm a longtime uh, fan of Jordan and, and, and happy to say I'm also friendly with him. Uh, we've done a lot of movie things together and hung out and stuff, and the, it's, the first, it's the first solo record of his in many years, that's uh, that's like a rock prog album. That's all his original music. He's done a bunch of records in the meantime with like his symphonic um, orchestra with keyboard. He did a number of like cover albums, a number of like mellow piano albums, and this is his first like solo rock album since I want to say two thousand four. Yeah, with. Um, Time Crunch is maybe the record. I forget the name of it at, at this moment. But um and it's just fun. In fact, I listened to it more than the Dream Theater album. Um yeah. because it's 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 so progressive. Like it's so all it's it's maybe this filled my void from the Devon album because this album yeah. is also super dense. A lot of instrumentation, a lot of changing, you know, a lot of changing parts, a lot of changing genres, just changing genres, moving parts be- be- between songs or within the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it has a forty-minute song on it, um, which is like broken up into whatever eight parts or something like that, and um, 
it has some musical styles on it that I don't really even listen to that much, but because yeah, it's Jordan, that, yeah, that 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 was my 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 qualm. He's with got it, this like bluesy that. thing, and Joe Bonamassa is like a like a like a solo. He does a solo on it, which yeah. is like a little bit weird, you know. But yeah, there were there were some parts that I didn't connect to, but I can see that this is it is it's an amazing album, and and yeah. uh, I just wrote it down for me to listen again because I think it it it. It would well deserve a spot on my honorable mentions. Yeah, and um, I think the thing about that though is 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 Jordan is is not defined by Dream Theater alone. He he he's such a massive m- musical brain that yeah. does so many different things and can play so many different styles and is influenced by so many different styles yeah. that it's not surprising that on a record of extremely progressive music, there's like a blues track, you know? Yeah, why uh, not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... So uh, this album was one of my highlights from the year. All right, last Dude. two. Um, yeah, this was one of my most... Uh, well, actually... Both were among my most anticipated albums, and uh, both didn't uh, disappoint. Um, the first one I'm gonna mention is Opeth and Cauda yeah. Venenum. Yeah, okay. And uh, okay, I know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 yeah. I, I just have to mention again this, uh, like. Uh, uh, um, I, I I found my love for Opeth again mm. because I fell out of love with Opeth because of Sorceress. Interesting. Yeah. I really liked Sorceress. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I f- these these albums since Heritage. Um, I mean, and there's certainly people that like. Oh, I wish they would do growly vocals. Yeah. But then the fans of Opeth that still like them after Heritage, which is many. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot of people. It's the majority. But but then it, within those four albums, Heritage, Pale Communion, yeah. Sorceress, and the new one, everybody has their ones. And I know yeah. like Kai had like never really got Heritage, but really loved Pale Communion. And you know, and like I think I like Sorceress better than Pale Communion. I, I mean, like. So for, uh, for for me, it's pale communion all the way. Yeah, but um, I also agree. I think this is like a masterpiece of this version of of Opeth's yeah. progression. Like this change of going, kind of looking back, becoming a bit more retro, still maintaining this prog sound. This is the most unique, I think, of the records. Yeah, that works as a whole as well. That just yeah. flows and yeah. um, mm. right to that ending. Uh, you know, <laughs> ending riff. Yeah. you know, element. I mean, it's just... Na, 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 na. Yeah, and it's like the chord change in that song that suddenly becomes kind of kind of positive, you know? Like, yeah, it's uplifting. Yeah, That's it's uplifting, right. and it's like a rare thing for them to do that, you know? like <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's a great ending. It's, it can't top the ending for Pecal Communion for me with... Um, um, What's what's the the second to last song called? Tra- not trade or something else. Don't ask me about song um, names. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, um, the last song, "Faith in Others," just other, uh, okay. otherworldly. And but but this is also a great ending, no doubt about yeah. that. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, we've said what we want to yeah. say, and I think we're down to the last album here. Pitfalls. 
leprous. <laughs> who, who would have thought anything else? Yeah, and and I would I would I would I would say this is my album of the year. I mean, I I mean, as much as we were not gonna like say that you know one album is better, this is yeah. this is the one for me that like was the top record. I think. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny thing. Now that I think about it, I rarely listen to it uh, since the show. <laughs> you had uh, had enough. It, couldn't go there emotionally again. <laughs> n no, it was more that there was uh, too many other things going yeah. on, and uh, but it is a. It is both uh, emotionally draining and rewarding album. Totally. It, totally, which is kind of an oxymoron. It's 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 kind of con contradictory, but uh, but also when, if you know the album, it makes sense. Yeah, but this is what I was saying. I think when we talked about it, I don't remember when we discussed it last time. Maybe well, it wasn't mid year, but whenever maybe when it out came out, um, that's the thing that's the most striking to me is that while it's maybe the most personal and um difficult subject matter you know or deep and yeah. like emotional it also has this like groove and lightness that just kind of like bounces along i mean musically it's a weird yeah. it's a weird mix uh, yeah. and somehow it just makes for yeah. a really rich experience when you listen to it that yeah. you not only can like sing along and and like you know, move along to it, but also be moved by yeah. the emotional. And yeah. I mean, Einar's performance is the best of the year. And for me, like yeah. just, it's incredible yeah. where he took his style of singing yeah. on this record. Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more. And uh, um, it's also very, very ensuring and heartwarming and uh, like, seeing um like in in the progressive community um among my friends that there are a lot of people also uh struggling with those kind of issues and finding mm. uh solace sol sol solace and, and 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 relief and and uh with uh even like help like a therapy session yeah. uh with that album which is amazing and beautiful and so um I I can say uh, I I would say Einar should let the Yante law be Yante law and should be proud of himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> wow, there you have yes. it, folks. Yeah. Um, I, I, we didn't really we kind of mentioned stuff along the way, but yeah. just maybe like as a wrap up, I have a few albums that. Um, that I didn't really have in my list. First, I'll start with honorable mentions. I already said Soul Splitter was there. Century Turn was something that we would discovered kind of late in the year. It's another German band from Berlin. Yeah. Um, doing some, to me, it's kind of a mix of like Catatonia and Riverside. Yes. yes. Um, that and, describes it. Uh, and, I th and, and, and I love, and, uh, I really, really love it. Um, yeah. I like what they're doing. They're, they're brand new. Um, so definitely go out and check them out and give them some love and tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, the contortionist released an EP this year, which I really liked maybe apart from the one bonus track, which was mm. the, uh, 1979, um, song from Smashing Pumpkins, because mm. I didn't feel like they brought anything yeah. unique to that. Yeah. And then one album that I have to mention is the 20th anniversary re-release of Mercury, from Matter Mortem. That that was also on my list here yeah. to mention. 
because it had these five, it had five bonus tracks, two of which were brand new and three were re-recordings of, of the, yeah. And they're great on their I, I own. Just, I, just, just, I just listened to it again ah, okay. uh, like two, two days ago Yeah, because I was in the mood for some matter. Yeah, and uh, um, we didn't really talk about uh, like you know favorite song or favorite thing, but I have to, just from because of it comes from a personal <laughs> place, Vigil is my favorite song of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I also uh, thought about like mentioning matter all the time and I think okay maybe we're biased because we're also working with them we're friends <laughs> yeah, with we're, them we've come, but, but then again that, that, it, it, it doesn't matter it's if, if music touches us emotionally it, it, it doesn't matter if there's any connections or ties yeah. with the band it's, it's it, I, it I guess it's the same with me with Jordan you know because yeah. I know him but that's not it I mean I mean music's not objective anyway I mean your your taste in music is not objective so yeah. whatever for whatever reason that you connect yeah. to it, um, it is what it is. Yeah, um, we we wanted to to met, yeah let, let let's uh, do quickly the few who who didn't make our list for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean those were my honorable mentions along with Umful, uh, yeah. who I had said. But then the the ones that are like left out of my list, uh, which are kind of glaring, was Devon for me, Baroness. Who I really okay. really like, but I I somehow I think the album was a they I think the album was a little bit too hard to listen to. Um, okay, I I mean I have listened to it a bunch, but it it's like so dirty produced like the yeah, last yeah, records that yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it takes I, something I, away I, to I, me. Yeah, I remember um, to us talking about it. I mean it's it's not my style of music anyway, so I didn't really listen to it. Yeah, I have to admit. So um, another thing that was not on my list, uh, but was on my list, the, the another year was the the new Voyager album, and that's what I was just wanted to mention. <laughs> and 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 it's not for the, it's not because I think they made a bad album, but I not at all. It, it, yeah. I don't think it did the same thing for me that Go Smile did. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. In this sort of innovation of this sort of sound, this sort of like '80s thing. This time they really embraced that and went fully in with that, and I think I got I lost a part of what I liked about Ghost Island, even though I've listened to it about five times. Ten, um, I mean, I'm sorry, not five times, like ten for, times or something. For, for, for me, it's just I don't I don't know why, but I don't connect with it emotionally yeah. as I did with the previous uh, three albums. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, but they're always so amazing to watch live. It's always so great to see them, to to hug them, to to make jokes with them. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the band, and I will would still continue to you know to shout them out and and support them and stuff. It. Yeah. I don't want to like yeah. sound like I didn't like the record because it's not yeah. true. It just it's the sa same for me. It's same like an, me. on an emotional level, yeah. I didn't connect to yeah. me the same. Yeah. And then one other uh, album that I want to mention that was not on my list uh but was definitely a fantastic album and it needs a lot of time i think is the the one from bentney i mean yeah um, yeah i totally agree with that it's uh it, for for me there is some avant-garde out there stuff exactly. on there that yeah. that's uh, i feel a hard time uh, connecting with <laughs> when you and when you have that feeling <laughs> yeah so um, it's like in the parts where they yeah. they do that thing that connects with me i absolutely love it. it's it's one of the most unique yeah bands that has yeah. taken over a bit of the yeah. the prog 
yeah. uh, scene. So, and I think they deserve their acc- the accolades yeah. that they get. And the singer is just amazing. I mean, she's Co- Courtney is uh, off the hook. Yeah. Um, one one little disappointment I I feel I have to mention is Arch Mathias because I was such a huge huge fan of uh, a yeah. Twist of Fate EP from like ages ago, yeah. uh, eons ago. Uh, like 20 years ago, <laughs> um, and uh, and the uh, sympathetic re- resonance, the first full length album they did, uh. and, uh, and it, it, I, I also really really collected deeply on a, an emotional level to that uh, mm. stuff, yeah. and uh, to both of those releases. But the new um, Archmetheus somehow fall flat in the emotional department for me. Yeah, I would say that there was one album this year that I had wanted, I was hoping to like very much, but also kind of fell flat for me emotionally, which was the 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 new Ray Alder. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we're uh, yeah, also yeah, Fates Warning related, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I really uh, I really like his singing. I really like what he did in in, in Fates Warning, and I think. Because to me, Fate's Warning has such a, a an interesting musical approach that yeah. gives a lot of room for him to sing over. This album was a bit too straight, yeah, um, for my yeah. taste. Same, same not that here. his performance was bad or anything, no. or, you know. But no, but I had the for exact, my taste exactly you know. the same feeling. Yeah, um, there we definitely agree on that uh, taste wise. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, a great year for for prog music. Yeah, uh, a lot of terrific albums, big ones, small ones, and there has been some cool EPs as well. I've, yeah. I've compiled a list of five EPs of ah. my five favorite EPs, um, starting off with Ravaria's Riftard. Oh yeah, um, from Greece, tiding us over until the next full Need record. Cool right. uh, guitar-oriented stuff, as the name suggests. Um, I think maybe the last uh, copies on Bandcamp still available. If they if they're sold out, you can always get the digital download from Bandcamp and support him directly. Um, my buddies in Dark Suns from Leipzig also had the cool EP called Half Light Souvenirs, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I really urge you to get the vinyl because the cover artwork is so gorgeous. Cool, <laughs> and of course the music is. Very cool as well. Um, the next one was kind of a surprise in the last month or so, uh, but was released earlier. It's called uh, Bioplan, and oh, okay. the EP is called Ocular. It's from a Swedish guy called Andy Kravlitsa or something. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a singer in different uh, classic prog metal bands. and But this is instrumental, uh, heavy guitars, uh married merged with mixed with uh synthwave and it sounds oh, okay. gorgeous and they were just signed to my buddy Tom Davids uh TDW's label Layered Reality Productions for the next album I guess um the two last uh ones I really 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 enjoyed and listened uh a lot exploring bird song the thing with oh, yeah. feathers um uh, one thing I want to say about it, it's it sounds like uh, voices from the fuselage without guitars. <laughs> okay. The, w- the way the melodies go and um, uh, one more plea to abolish the term uh, female fronted. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't fucking matter. 
I mean, this is... They are both great singers. I mean, Ash O'Hara and... Um, whatever her name is from Exploring Birdsong. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many uh, albums on the list. I, I cannot possibly know all band members by heart. But she's got a phenomenal voice yeah. as well and a, a similar um, way of weaving her melodies and uh, do, doing a little sprinkling in her mouth. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, but yeah, for me, the top of the cake for the EPs is definitely Bach's Painter. Ah, uh, okay. It's so crazy and out there because it's like, It's it's yeah too toolish with Middle Eastern influences and ah. power metal screams um, and the two cool uh, animated videos and it's just three songs and then that outro that that sad outro and I just want to want it to go go on for like at least <laughs> three times the playing time um, so it was the second EP from back mm -hmm. I hope. That mysterious uh, entity known as Back uh, will grace us with a full-length album. Yeah, soon. Um, one more shameless plug before we go. <laughs> My band, this is not an elephant. I actually released an album this year too, our debut, and That's I'm, right. I'm happy to report that uh, we made uh, the top 20 heavy. Uh, heavy rock slash prog metal albums for the DPRP, the Dutch yeah, Progressive right. Rock Pages. Uh, and also, I made uh, one uh, on the list of Jason uh, from the Prog Minds favorite bass players from the Yay. year. So that Congratulations, I, look at you. A little <laughs> pat on my own back. Um, very proud of that. So for fans of, yeah, Muse and uh, Tool and maybe some Audio Slave, uh, you might like that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about new. This is not an elephant. And stuff. there's new stuff coming. All right, that's that's a great uh, 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 note to close this thing on. Uh, closing in on almost two hours, one hour fifty yeah. here. For those of you that stuck with it, Th thank you for sticking you. Thank with. You. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast. Uh, Don't for scrap, but don't 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 for 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 forget to like and subscribe as always. Yeah, um, leave you, a comment even if you yeah. if you're able to um, on your on your podcast subscriber. When you rate us, we get higher in the ranking, and if you and, comment, and, even better. Yeah, and and uh, you can also always comment uh, underneath the post on Facebook, yeah. either on the Prox Space or Freaks TV. Uh, Tell be us sure to, to check out the playlist that Dario is putting together for absolutely, all of our lists. Absolutely. Very important, uh, especially for this episode. And yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what your favorite album was. And maybe we forgot something. Yeah, or or we certainly you, you, your, uh, your favorite album was not on the list. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a listen again. Or maybe we didn't. Uh, we just didn't know about it before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Freaks Procast presented by the Proc Space. Uh, best albums of, uh, or favorite albums of 2019. Yeah. Uh, see you next week for a regular episode. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see, we'll see what, <laughs> what we'll come up with. Eventually we wanted to do a, a best albums of the tens. Uh, 
But yes. I, I think after this, I need a break from favorite yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll have some time. We'll we'll do it uh, some somewhere further along the line, yeah. uh, down the line. Right. Okay. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Dario. That was Randy with me. Thank you, Randy. That was me. Uh, thank you, Dario. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, take care. Until next time. Freaks, Freaks out. out. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prague Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. Come back.